Hello, and welcome to Unlikely to Apologize. I am one of your hosts, Heather, and this week we have something a little bit different. Um, our other host, Nikki, is out this week. She has some family things going on. I'm not going to get into that because that is her news to share um, when she's ready, and um, she'll be back next week. So this week, we are detouring from our normal episode, and we have a very special co-host with us this week. We have my little one, who's not so little anymore. Gavin is here. Hey, Gav, what's up? Hello, people. <laughs> How do you feel to be recording your very first podcast? Um, I don't really know. I've never done anything like this before. It's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's kind of weird. It's kind of scary. I'm nervous. And I've been doing 20, I think this is our 22nd episode. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty excited about that, actually. We've got several listeners. We've got, well, we'll, we'll get into that when Nikki's back. Uh, we've hit some, we've hit some big goals over here at Unlikely to Apologize. But this week with Gavin here, I thought we would talk a little bit about what's new in his life. And then we are going to share some good news. There has been a lot of heavy things happening in the world around us. And we wanted to lighten it up a little bit with some random good news for you guys. So, Gavin, what's up with you? Well, uh, on Thursday, I'm getting a new Star Wars Lego. Well, where, let's back up last week. What happened last week um, on Friday? Oh, I graduated elementary school. So Moving we middle school. We no longer have an elementary school student kid in this house. We now have a middle schooler. So needless to say, Shane and I are a little bit nervous about what that looks like, but we uh we feel we've done good raising him. So we're we're hoping good choices are made next year in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, get us started. What is uh some good news you got? As I said uh said earlier, I'm getting a new Star Wars Lego, um, not tomorrow, uh, Thursday, I don't know what today is. Well, this will go live Wednesday, so it will be tomorrow when the people are listening. Okay, okay, <laughs> so tomorrow, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, also, um, I, we're UT fans, and they're hosting a regional in baseball, so. What does that mean? Well, um, there's 16 different regionals, four teams in each regional, there's it's a 2v2 and then it's the winners then they go to super regionals um we're hosting so there's in austin so we might go to a game we might not i don't know yet he is very much hoping we are going to go to a game um all right well my good news is coming to us from canada we have north america's first whale sanctuary now, I don't know the date on this. I probably should have looked. Um, but this is coming from Reader's Digest. Um, I'll link this in our show notes. But an estimated 60 killer whales are being kept in captivity at large marine parks and sea aquariums. Soon, some of them will experience the joys of retirement. So North America's first wild refugee for captive orcas Potentially beluga whales, too. Oh, I like belugas. I like belugas, too. Aims to open its 40-hectare coastal location in Port Hilford, which is um, near Nova Scotia, by early 2023. 
The Thank refuge you. will contain underwater nets to keep the whales free, but still contained, has a depth of 16 meters and provides the whales with 150 times more space than they've known in captivity. After passing the environmental assessment stage, the site will one day welcome six to eight whales into its waters. That's pretty cool. That's a good milestone. That makes me pretty happy. I love killer whales. I, I think like they're whales. are they endangered? Uh, I think they're near threatened. Oh. Well this will hopefully Apex Predator. I don't know. What does that mean? Um, Apex predators, top of the food chain, killer whales, or apex predators. Oh, well, there's something I didn't know. Um, But yeah, no, I teach. (laughs) You're always teaching mom lessons. But I love killer whales. I think they're beautiful. I think they're incredible. So that makes me happy. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you got something for us? Will I pull Um, up my next good news story? uh, I'm looking forward for those who watch the Jurassic World movies, um, as you know, next Friday, the new Jurassic World movies coming out. I'm pretty excited about that. Ooh, I love Jurassic. We already binged all of them, but I feel like maybe we need to um, binge another one. Yeah. Right before. That's next Friday, right? Next Friday. Yep. All right. I like it. Sounds good. Um, all right. I got another one from you. This is, uh, from theweek.com, And the title of this article says amputee athlete runs 104 marathons in 104 days. Holy smokes. So it looks like she lives in Arizona, but Jackie Hunt. Oh, I don't even know how she says her last name. I'll link this in the show notes for you. It starts with a B. How would you say that? Brosma, maybe say Brosma. She spent 104 consecutive days making sure she ran 26.2 miles before the sun went down. She is 46 years old and she is, it says, um, to not only break an unofficial woman's world record, but to also show the power of perseverance. She was diagnosed with a rare cancer in her left leg below the knee. Um, Oh, sorry. She was diagnosed with a rare cancer in her left leg. Below her knee was amputated. She has carbon fiber prosthetics. And she started her quest on January 17th. Um, She's run, says some days she would switch things up and run on her treadmill and for her 92nd run, she competed in the Boston Marathon. Wow, that is freaking unreal. Oh, here, this is another cool thing Jackie has done. She also has raised $27,000 to help other amputee blade runners purchase extensive prosthetics. Dang, that's pretty cool. Way to go, Jackie. Way to go, Jackie. Dang. Pretty cool. That is some good news, huh? Yeah, great news. That is great news. I love that. Got anything else for us over there, Rue? Uh, not really. Not really? Yeah. All right. Well, bear with us. Let's see if we can find uh, we can find a couple more stories for you. Um, all right, Gavin, what do you have for us? So, um, an otter was spotted in the Detroit River. This may be the first sighting in 100 years. Of a free otter, you mean? Um. Yes, I am pretty sure that's what that means. Because aren't they, are they endangered? Some are, some aren't. Oh, you always like going to see the otters when we go to the zoos. 
Um, yeah, I, I was pretty happy when we went to uh, <laughs> Moody Gardens and. Oh, that's the one. So they Mo- kissed us. Oh yeah, Moody Gard. Well, Moody Gardens is in Galveston. Yeah. And we have been going not every year, but we Almost go um, at Christmas because the lights and all that stuff. And so. Shane took us for the first time um, a couple years ago, and we kind of made it like a family thing that we – like a family tradition. But they have river otters there. And for whatever reason, Gavin has been obsessed with river otters since he was little. He had a little stuffed animal. Zooey. Zooey. He, he named it Zooey. It's a river it's otter stuffed animal named Zooey. Um, but the last time we went to Moody Gardens, we did the river otter experience. And I guess because um, they're – giant uh amazon giant otters um mistake mom <laughs> oh whoops sorry they're, um, they're the largest otters so well they um they're aggressive right so we couldn't go Pretty in aggressive. with them because um they fight jaguars and stuff so yeah yeah so we were we got to go up close to them but we were still on another side of a fence with them and it kissed us through like the we got the plexiglass it, it was pretty cool yeah all right tell us your story well it would have been. Um, I'm reading. It would. Have oh, been, he's he's reading this from. I'll link. I'll link all the stories up in the okay. show notes for everybody. It would have been easy for Eric State Marie to mistake a bobbing brown head and body in the Detroit River to be a muskrat, but curiosity drove him to chase it as it swam towards Ambassador Bridge in Southeast Michigan. It turns out it was the first straight up river otter to be seen in the Detroit River over a hundred years. Steamery double-checked with the biologist friend from his, from the University of Windsor, who confirmed after watching grainy cell phone video that it was a real North American river otter. The reaction from some of the local experts he spoke was of disbelief, given that it's been over a century since one of the last been seen here. The following was also hope as otters are keystone species that signify that signify good water health. Otters and beavers of North America field their the fur trapping in industry for dec- decades. And after the last one was experimented from Detroit River Population kept coming back until now. Pollution kept them coming oh. back until now. So, okay, yeah. Pollution kept them coming back until now. Hey, that's pretty cool. What would you do if you saw a river otter in real life? They're cool. like them. Would you try and hug it? No, because I think it might be. <laughs> I wouldn't hug it, but oh, be got cool it. to see. It would be pretty cool to see. I like river otters. They're pretty cool. Um, I see you have some good news. I do have some good news pulled up. So um, mine is coming to us from Australia. And it says an unlikely mammal returns to the mainland. And it says the voracious whirling Looney Tunes character might be the first Tasmanian devil that springs to mind. But the real life creature is actually one of the world's most vulnerable marsupials. Devastated by a facial tumor disease that wiped out up to 90% of the population in some areas of Tasmania... Devils were declared an endangered species in 2008. Now, Tasmanian devils are thriving on the Australian mainland. They used to live in Australia (laughs) mainland, but they're from Tasmania, which is an island off the coast. Um, So, yeah. Okay, now let me get my... 
you bearing straight now tasmanian devils are thriving on the australian mainland for the first time in three thousand years thanks to the efforts of conservation group aussie arc way to go aussie arc dozens of devils were introduced to a 400 hectare sanctuary in south in new south wales last year and this spring the first generation of joeys was born once widespread over the entire continent, prehistoric climate change combined with hunting by people and their and dingoes left Tasmania the only place where devils survived after 1000 BC. Aussie Ark hopes to create a self-sustaining population of devils that can help rebalance the ecosystem in the face of invasive species. That's, That's pretty good cool. Good news. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Um, Okay. Um, so, uh, so frozen zoos, um, we'll learn more about that in this, I think, are, help, are helping save vanishing species. Yeah, what's a frozen zoo? Hopefully it tells um, us. Let's hope it tells us. If not, we'll Google it. <laughs> Hopefully that tells us. Over the last two decades, a secret indication in... I just forgot how to say that. Where? institution has gone largely uncredited with some fairly remarkable achievements in animal conservation but as well potential offering the only change for the northern white rhino survival the frozen zoo at san diego has already given a second cha- second chance no second change to animals as that's chance there's no a second chance oh. to animals Okay. A second chance to animals as close to and sometimes over the brink as possible. San Diego's frozen zoo is not a place to see polar bear is not a place to see polar bears and penguins, but would rather cro- a cryobank. Cryobank of cells from endangered animals from around the world. Um well I think we're gonna need to Link this because I did not read that well. I apologize. <laughs> hey, it's unlikely to apologize. Don't oh, apologize. I don't apologize. <laughs> um, do you have any are more? You, are you done with yours? Oh, he's okay. done with that article. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. We've Googled what Hector means. Oh, tell us what it is. A metric unit of square measure equal to 100 areas, um, 2.47 acres or 1,000. 10,000. Or 10,000 square meters. Oh, all right. Well, well. that's what Hector means. <laughs> well, it was in three or four of our stories. I think it today. was in three. So it was in three of our stories. So yeah. there, we've defined that for you. Um, anyhow, well, yeah, we will wrap this up and let you guys get on with it. Gavin, do you have any other good news? Um, no, I don't. Um, I'm pretty happy I got to talk with you all today. <laughs> um, do you have anything else you'd like to share with the group? Um. Uh, Texas fight. Oh, Texas fight. We're playing soon, so yeah. <laughs> Hook up and happy June first. Happy June first. Wow, it is June. That's yeah, crazy. Years flaunt flying by. It is flying by. Well, thank you everybody for uh, bearing with us this week as things looked a little bit different with um our co-host Nikki being out. We are sending thoughts and prayers for her. Today, we ask you guys to do the same. Um, She will be back next week 
And I think that's all we have. So as always, if you liked what you hear, let us know. Uh, DM us on Instagram at unlikely to apologize podcast. You can always shoot us an email at hello at unlikely to apologize.com or our favorite way to connect with you guys or have you guys help us out would be to leave us a review on iTunes, rate us, leave us a review. That is the only way for our show to get bumped to the top for other people to find us. And with that, we wish you a very happy Wednesday. Have a wonderful week and we will see you next time. Thanks for letting me be here. (laughs) All right. Talk to y'all. Hopefully another time.